Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Welcome, it's Brandon Steiner here with Unplugged, and I got to go right back to the what else, what's next, but I, I stumbled upon this book, and, and I know Joe Dorso, and also we, we've, we've got a dual, uh, Nicholas Stavola. Both of them wrote a, a huge, I feel, very important book. Teachable Moments and Essential Discussions, 25 Things a Father Should Do with Their Son. I can't imagine anything more important, and I can't believe how many people I know, including myself for a period of time, you miss it. Things you probably should have said to your kid, things you probably should have done with your kid, and I think they really aced this book. And uh, I want to get down to the bottom of it, because if you're a dad, I just want to, I want to help you with your first answer, gentlemen. Who is this book for? If you're a dad and you've got young kids... This isn't a book that you should read. You must read it. And if you're somebody who has young kids, you've got to dive into this because one of these suggestions, which there are many, could be a game changer. So that's who this book is for. And uh, we're going to find out why they wrote it and some of the highlights in this book. Uh, Joe, how are you, my friend? Nicholas, how are you? All great. Awesome, Brandon. Well, on my desk is a little plaque, and it says, Story, Everyone Has One. Guys, what's your story? How do you come upon this story and why? Okay, so I always liked writing. Even though I was a sports guy, I always liked writing. And uh, Joe says, you know, I'm writing a little mystery book. Joe says, you got to do something better than that. I, I don't know what we'll do yet. And then one day, he's telling me, my son's being born. you got to see him being born. He's telling me, you got to do this. And I'm like, there's the book right there. That's it. What fathers should do with their kids. And so we went with it, talking back and forth, and it just came out of our discussions on what fathers should do with their kids. Wow. Now, now, Joe, you're 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 a principal. Joe, you're a principal in still in Rockaway. Yeah, I'm assistant principal in PSMS 105 in Far Rockaway, and Nick's a phys ed teacher. He came over from uh, St. Francis Prep back in the day, and uh, we know each other since we're, we're we're young. And I remember Nick was an altar boy when I used to go to St. Margaret's Church in Little Village. Uh, so we know each other for for uh, for quite some time. Well, when you when you think about this book, I mean, what what, what gives you the strength, or what, what, who's this book? You know, what, what's the what's the big help for dads out there that maybe uh, listening to this or going to read this book? What's the big help? Just you got to be you got to be involved in everything, and I think that was the thing that we used to talk about. And like Nick said, these were just discussions. You know, they weren't like you know let's let's talk about you know deep stuff or whatever. We talked about it, and then next thing you know, one thing led to another. And we want fathers, you know, to understand that there's so many more things that you could do besides just, you know, hey, you could go out there and come home every day and talk with your kids. But, you know, asking them, you know, how was school, you know, getting involved, talking with them, uh, you know, a bunch of the old the chapters, taking them to your old neighborhood. And one of my one of my favorites is, is showing affection because, you know what, that is your kids need to know how much you're there for them. You need to know, you know, how much they're loved and. And, and you can't be afraid to show it. And, you know, we want dads to know, you know, all across the world, you know, it's okay, you know. And sometimes you get those fathers, well, my dad wasn't affectionate. It wasn't. But you know what? It, that's all right. Some people show show it in different ways. But, uh, you know, I, I'm all about kissing and hugging. And I grew up in a, you know, big, you know it's not big, it's small time family, believe it or not. But uh, we, were, we were very affectionate and uh, something I pass on to my guys. So this could be like the common sense book of, being a dad, 
You know, how do you just do the obvious stuff? It sounds like this book is really just a lot of obvious stuff that you should do, but a lot of people don't do it. Joe, being in a school on a day-to-day basis, do you see a lot of misses? Yes. Um, you know what? We come, you know, especially uh, our uh, school, we do have some single moms, uh, and we do have some single dads also. Um, but, yeah, there are some misses. And, and you know what? For every miss, there is a, a bunch of, of great dads who are who are doing you know the every they're they're in there in, in the battle with the kids coming up to school they you know meet the teacher uh, you know and then we have some kids that you know they don't have that so we kind of like take them under our wing and you know you could see those kids that that really are, are crying out for that dad there's some kids that don't have the dad in the family and I've seen this after doing this in the Department of Education for 18 years that you know what they're a little reluctant to the male role model, you know, because they're not used to having it. But, I mean, that's just my take on it. And any time I get an opportunity to, to try it and, and to fill that void of a kid that may not have it, I, I jump into it with open arms. And, you know, to follow up, yeah. some of the, the fathers in our school are young guys as it is. They don't have that experience of how to raise a kid, how to get their education, how to do all this. So if they at least get some idea, some playbook to follow, we think it's going to help everybody. What do you tell a dad that's really busy and, and you know, how do you get back on track? Let's say maybe I'm, I'm halfway through, my kids are now, you know, in 11, 12, and I've, I'm off track. How do you get back on track? What's, what do you think one of the more important things to do to get, your, get back on track with your son? Just spend time. Find something you have in common. Find something that he likes doing and spend time. My father always said to me, I was working two jobs when – uh, I first got married, and we first had our son, and he says, if you don't spend time, all he's going to know you is by the back of your head. And that was it. I went down to one job. I said, we'll, we'll be fine, and uh, we'll get through it, and just be there. Find that connection that you have. Like I said with my boys, I thought it would be baseball, for sure. Now, they like the Yankees. They like the Rangers. But I'm a, I'm a den leader for Cub Scouts. Never thought I would ever be that. And that's what I do now because that's what they love doing. Follow your kid's heart. Absolutely. Absolutely, you got to find what you got to find what, what makes them tick and go with it. I, I'm just happen to be, you know, being a former ball player myself, Brandon. You know that, and you know, living it and, and breathing it my entire life. Um, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I'm blessed. I mean, every day I wake up, the attitude is gratitude to me because just being thankful that, you know, not only are my kids playing, that they're excelling in what they do, but that they're just good kids. And you know, yeah, of course they make silly mistakes sometimes, like everybody else does, but. You know, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm out there, and after this, I'm running off to go see him. He's got a, you know, the big guy's got a game at six o'clock. The other one's got a game at, at, at practice at six thirty. So I mean, it, what, what more do I want? I mean, it could, God couldn't have been any, you know, greater to me. Joe, well, I got you. How's the rebound been? You know, out in Rockaway. You know, you're in Rockaway Beach, obviously with the floods and, and Sandy. Um, you're right in the middle of it. Um, how is the rebound out there? Because you don't hear a lot about that. Is everything coolly cool or but you see nah, every now and then people are still struggling? People are still struggling, Brandon. They are still struggling. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, you come through here every day. Matter of fact, uh, our school is, is, you know, finally, uh, after about four years now, we're, we still, we, we're having the, uh, our temporary boiler was out, is, was out, is still outside. Uh, we're trying to get it. You know, they're going to be working to get that place back into the building. You know, for what? Up until about a year ago, we had, uh, you know, uh, we had uh, our lawn system was, was, was on the fridge. We had our spring. I mean, 
it was, it's bad. You see, come through the neighborhood and you'll still see boarded up buildings. It's, and you feel, because down here, you know, there's not a lot for these kids, man. And you know what? We need to, it needs to be acknowledged that this is an area that is still, you know, and not to be, you know, get on a soapbox, but Far Rockway was devastated amongst a number of other areas, especially even where I live out by, by you know, by the water in Seaford, you know, people are still struggling getting back on their feet. But we're getting there, and you know what? We have a good crew. Our, our community is good. The, the school is good. And, uh, you know, we're, get, we're getting on our feet. But it, it, it's still taking time. It's still taking time. We're talking with Joe Dorso about, well, unfortunately, Sandy and then Nicholas Stavola. Both of them wrote teachable moments and essential discussions, 25 things a father should do with their son. I mean, this is a perfect gift if anybody you know is about to have children. It's just an easy, it's a common sense book. Would you say it's a high level of common sense? Yeah, definitely. And the one thing we tried not to do is is preach to people because that's how Joe spoke to me. He never told me you better do this or you know. No, he said he gave ideas, suggestions, and I could evolve them the way I needed to. And and that's how we tried to write it. That's why we kept it in our own words so anybody can take it, feel like they're hearing someone, and then evolve their own life with their child around that. You're not telling people how to be a father. You're just giving them ideas and, and, and just suggestions and basically how to make, you know, take advantage of one of the greatest things you can have, which is having a kid. 69 pages. You kept it short. You know, for us, those that have a little ADHD and have trouble yeah. with long books like myself, that's I, I noticed the shortness of the book I love. Yeah. It's a beautiful I, thing. I, I, you know, it's like that's the big thing we talked about when, when Nick was talking about it. And I said, listen, we're not, per- we're not, we, listen, we're not, we're not trying to write this like he said. We're not perfect fathers. We just, again, these discussions, and, you know, I was thankful. And Nick put it, you know, acknowledgments. I said, yeah, this is a great thing. That's why it's Nicholas Tavola with Joe Durso. You know, uh, uh, let's just talk about this and, and put some of these things on paper. And, and he was... I tell you one thing, this is a whole lot better than his mystery novel. Yeah. <laughs> How did you decide which 25? I mean, did you talk with a lot of dads? Did you, uh, uh, did you research? I mean, talk with kids and say what was the best thing that your dads, you know, it was good for you? How did you come about the 25 essential uh, points? Well, 25 seemed like a good round number as we were coming up on ideas. And as we had a lot of ideas down, we said, all right, let's find a nice round number. That sounds good. And the ideas come from my experiences. Joe's experiences, yeah, talking with other fathers and what we brought together, it wasn't, it's how we've shaped our lives with other conversations with other people. And, you know, my favorite chapter, and I I have it highlighted right here, and and it's it's the one that I I consistently do is visit the old neighborhood. And, you know, I know, Brandon, you come from from the old neighborhood that, you know, we talked about from Brooklyn. And, you know, you take your kids back and show them exactly where it all started, the schoolyards, that's my favorite chapter, you know, besides the one to see your child being born. But going back and really showing them the roots and where where you're playing stickball and, you know, what happened to the schools. And, you know, if you look in the chapter, you know, many of the schools in New York City now, there is no more schoolyards. My kids didn't even know what a schoolyard was, you know, because now they have have the parks and they go down to, uh, you know, the big areas to play and, you know, they have the turf fields. Uh, Going back to see, this was the old pizza pizzeria and I, that's my favorite chapter, just showing them and walking around and getting that surreal moment where you're, you're standing outside that schoolyard where you grew up and where it all started, and now you're standing there with, with your son. And, and uh, I tell you, man, it, it not, it, it's a great feeling. You know, when you listen to that, you start thinking about where you grew up. I took my kids back to the old neighbor in Brooklyn. We lived over a, a butcher, 
And uh, boy, they could not get out of that apartment fast enough. First of all, they could not be how <laughs> small. I mean, they, you know, the, the size of the bedroom that I lived with two other kids, two, my two brothers, was kind of the size of my son's walk-in closet. Right. And uh, they just, they, they really almost couldn't handle it. But I know it was, an imp- it was impressionable. Um, and they, they could not wait to get out of there. They could not believe. It's, you know, you always think your dad's exaggerating. You know, you never really think. You think he's always taking you, you know, a little bit of the stretch to some degree when I and we had gone and and kind of snuck into this apartment there was nobody living in there when I showed him where we had lived I, even for myself I just was mind baffled myself frankly it's like wow I can't believe I lived here this is crazy how small <laughs> and a tiny that apartment was I mean it, it could not have been more than about seven or eight hundred square feet for four of us living there insane but we managed, yeah, I, I, you know, you manage it. It is really, it, it's really eye-opening for your kids. If you listen, to, you know, you can get an opportunity to go back and just kind of really show where things began. It gives kids a perspective of who you really are as a person. Love this book, though. Right on, spot on. Where do you pick it up? Can you buy it anywhere, or is it an Amazon play or, or Barnes & Noble? Where do you go get it? Well, we had it uh, published through lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, but you could also get it there and also on amazon.com. Cool. All right. You guys are doing the good work. Um, really appreciate it. You know, working in the schools, working with the kids. And uh, and you're right. We need to get hopefully get more money back into those public schools to build them back up. And I'm hoping everything works out okay out there with the, well, the Sandy relief eventually comes full circle. Thank you, Brandon. Really, really appreciate it. And I just want to uh, wish you also, and again, just take this time. I know, you know, over the years we've, we've been in constant communication. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. And you know, anytime that uh, anytime I've reached out, you've always been there, and you know, my best to you and your family. Of course, the pleasure pleasure is mine, and thank you guys, both of you, for all the good work you did. <laughs>